0: An ingenious philanthropist whose work speaks for itself. With us today, we have mulifa Fethwa, a man set to disrupt innovation in the Southern African art space.
1: i um, the arts chose me, you know. I didn't, mm. I didn't choose the arts. Uh, I'm glad, you know, to to look back and say, my father actually supported my my my, my growth mm. because as soon as he saw that I could draw and I had interest in art and he he found ways he looked mm. for institutions that could actually help me and then I attended my society classes at the Johannesburg Art Gallery yeah you know and said because I really want to remember who taught those classes but I can't um it was a long time ago and you know I think the foundation was was late because I just attended A year there, and it didn't continue for some strange reason. And it taught me both about about myself, um, the creative world, and and chose. You know, for Mm. the first time, I could go to town by myself. You know, um, and every Saturday, I could do something very different, which was I was not exposed to. Mm. So it started me off, and then I forgot about that, but i never stopped drawing you know I was that kid who had the coolest desk because i drew on it mm. um, had the coolest books you know cover in my books because yes. i could draw and i started making a little bit of money drawing uh, biology structures and photography mm. you know, uh, figures and all those things and i could charge people 50 cents a rent, you know, for a drawing so you know i started very early on and I, I think when I look back and I reconnect with some of my school people, um, they, they always say, like, what are you doing? And then tell them I'm an artist. I run arts company Soweto and all of that. They, they're like, yes, you've always been drawing. Draw. You know? you, <laughs> yeah. You're good at that. And I, I'm not, we're not surprised. 100% of them. I'm not surprised that I'm in this mm. field, you know. So, and I started to believe as well a little bit later. I would say, okay, maybe I can do this, you know, mm. because you grow up and you're not exposed to um, opportunities and, and stuff, so you doubt yourself. You mm. know, uh, at one time, um, several times actually, I I thought I want to be a graphic designer because I I could see my creativity uh, paying. Mm. Me. You know i have always had the typical image of artists uh, struggling not being able to pay mm. bills and whatnot so i thought how can i use my creativity as the next best thing was was graphic and, design yeah, yes graphic design mm. so i left school with those ambitions that i'm going to be a graphic designer and words turned me down got my results i called them the following day like yes i got my results can you complete the registration, they're like, we can't find you. Luckily, like uh, the woman who I was talking to over the phone, you know, recommended a, a college, and I went to CJC, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it was fantastic because it exposed me to, to art, you know, and mm-hmm. exposed me to myself, actually. You know, um, you grow up very different as a creative, you know, you really never fit in. It's part of the reason why I started the arts company, because. I, it was the answer to those kids who, who are not supported while they are young um, and they are creators. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, why not be the person that you needed when you were young? So, and when I, when I met Tavo a couple of years later, he's worked in a different university, which is Vert, mm. Uh And then I, I worked with the uh, University of Johannesburg. And we met a couple of years later and we still had this burning passion to, to teach. You know, yes. um, our basic and the most fundamental core thing is actually teaching. Um, mm. Whether in, in doing things differently in business, doing things differently in the arts, you know, and growing as a person, I think that's what our call is, at the core is to teach. Yes. So okay. we are also learning, you know, so for you to, I think, to become a better teacher is for you to, to learn, to have gone through the experiences yeah. and then you can share.
0: So, you you say basically that you are going to classes in Johannesburg, in the Johannesburg Art Gallery. Yes. Yes. So now, since you've been active in the art industry, uh, how has it molded and shifted your perspectives around the industry as a whole? Because it's quite a broad industry and the dominance of it is full of people that are white yes. you know and the historical aspect is that culture and arts have always been dominated by white culture and yes. what is perceived as white culture being the best out of everybody else so how's it how is that as a whole molded you and inspired you to start and be a part of the arts company Soweto
1: all of that you know shaped me um, because I was exposed to industry leaders you know uh, people who are in the industry and doing business in the arts um, it molded me you know mm-hmm. um, i am the reflection of of the system you know i am mm-hmm. the reflection of um, going through all of this you know being exposed to these particular people so um, what, what happened is that I could see centers of excellence for art, you know. Mm. As a child, you don't you don't start seeing race, you know, while while you're um, young. Yes. And then, but the centers of excellence were white, and I could see that. Oh, uh, and then the most famous one, which is Ifunda Center, uh, is is one classical example because my father went there looking for for classes, you know, um, to support me and what, and he didn't get any. And mm. over the years, you know, I could see black institutions struggling. Um, you know, working hard but failing at becoming the best that they could be. Mm. So that shaped me, you know. And I, I, I had the privilege of actually being in, in corporate for a couple of years, which mm. which made me gave me a pause to relook um, the whole industry. And um, when we came back and started this thing again. I had that experience. So the exposure and the experience, and then Mm. I could merge the two that I could see that the world needs formalized business structures. Mm. Even if they're creative, you know, banks won't talk to you if you're not formal. Um, International institutions won't talk to you if you're informal. They won't talk to individuals, you know, uh, unless you you are privileged, you know, Mm -hmm. you're William Cambridge, you have a name, um, then they can talk to you otherwise you talk to institutions institutions talk to other institutions or organizations so we thought let's formalize our approach to we, let's relook really this whole thing from mm. from, not, from not from a creative point of view but from a business point of view because we at the end of the day what we create becomes a product you know we need to sell it we need to so how mm. do you even start getting to those spaces where only the privilege you know find themselves in mm. by being formal you know uh, they they can't deny the system can't deny um formal structures like a company you know then you have an opportunity to tender you have an opportunity to um insert a proposal uh send a proposal
0: mm.
1: you know then you can talk to even the ceo of banks people that you not meet in the streets but if you did that mm. try to do that individually or on your own don't you don't get very far unless if you like it and you, you make a name for yourself and, and, mm. and you get there. But yeah it, it has shaped me. Mm. It has informed my decisions. It has um, informed my approach to, to, to business, creative business. Mm. So yeah, it, it has been really vital to, to get us here. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then now through through this initiative of, of the arts company, so it takes, in 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 short <laughs> what challenges and breakthroughs have you had since you've started and in the processing of making fine arts grow as well because I think from your background it's difficult to from a black community to find the space to learn about fine arts or just contemporary art how to be a professional artist how to have your signature be worth millions as a black person because it's hardly it's 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 hardly known or for quite quite uh, popular for black people to become big name artists, you know, yes. Be- only because it was never there in the community. So there's that active ignorance or oblivious nature towards fine art. So through text, what challenges have you faced and what breakthroughs have you had with doing that in providing the platform?
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there's a lot of challenges you know um the industry you go into it with challenges already you're disadvantaged you know um, Mm -hmm. our our um, but our passion was the limited um arts education you know quality arts education because we were exposed to universities you know we could see the standard of, of teaching, mm. you know, and then we could compare it with, with institutions that we knew. Um, we thought, no, this is not the standard, you know, this is actually substandard education that these guys are, are providing. Mm. So we, it, that was an opportunity, you know, one, but the other thing was the threats, you know, um, you always, you grow up being told that, you know, get a second job, get a second degree, get a second whatever qualification mm. mm-hmm. as a backup you know, have plan B, what if the arts don't work, you know, so you go into it with all that fear and doubt, you know, thinking what if my company doesn't take off and mm. people don't never sign or buy my artwork. Mm. So you need, you know, that, that tenacity and, and, and stubbornness, I guess, um, to, to continue and go into it and say, but I have a very different voice, different opinion different um, thing that I'm bringing to to this table so the opportunities are there one of the biggest um, things that we actually have, have, have uh, done and achieved is we ran a in collaboration with the city of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. we ran a, a, a children's school holiday program where we taught um, 18 20 children from 10 different schools um, printmaking, you know, and art and the, the basics of art. And uh, we paired that with, with entrepreneurship um, opportunities or a program. Yeah. So we taught them from, from drawing to making a print to actually selling it, you know, and we had an exhibition, we closed that off with, a, with an exhibition. So that was awesome because never have we worked with such a large group of, of institutions and individuals. Mm-hmm. Not only, it answered a whole lot of other questions, you know, the support for, for young creatives. Um, schools not teaching uh, quality art and whatnot Mm -hmm. and then creating an opportunity for them to sell the product product. and then getting their parents into the exhibition so that they experience something that their child has Mm. done so it it had touched a whole lot of uh, people and stakeholders which was fantastic because now it answered the education of our people not knowing much about art Mm. Um, and then answered um, the question of where do I even get good quality art education mm. how do we support schools and the programs that they run so that was the biggest opportunity that mm. we, we've, we've had um, thus far there several you know but yeah, yeah um,
0: so so you have you have a, a you've invested in, in classes that you call stML yes. what what does this acronym mean mean and can you can you just Tell us what these classes are focused on, and also I think in retrospect as well as we are talking about parents being brought into the picture, I think there's also that misconception that African art is of primitive art that you find on the rock walls. You don't find modern art today to be a black thing, you know. Can you just give us a basic overview as to how you guys are also how Halibuka, Gaga giving quality art education. Can you give us just how these two, if, you, if you've done it, how have you managed to gel the, the previous rock arts and learning of contemporary and fine arts today? Yes.
1: Um, just to just to, to, to rectify that, it, we, the organization that is known as STML, we founded it as, a, as an MPC um, because we realized that there are a lot of opportunities we can access via a, a non-profit company, mm-hmm. you know, um, companies, some, some companies don't want even to talk to you uh, or, or other government institutions don't want to even talk to you if you're a private company because they're just thinking profit and whatnot. So Bumu Collective is an MPC uh, arm of, of tax where mm-hmm. we could access funding you know, to, for, from people who actually are organizations that help uh, non-profit organizations. And then, what we do, it, it's, it's much easier to access funding via from government, mm-hmm. for example, because then they would fund a nonprofit company mm-hmm. and give it funds. So, we could not have had that exhibition if we, we applied via tax. Mm-hmm. Co- government does not supply or does not support uh, private companies. So, we did that so that mm-hmm. we could get funding because art materials, you know, art exhibition, art education is very expensive. Mm. And then talking to the idea of, of quality in terms of um, Africans never have, didn't see a separation or didn't put so much value to certain items. Mm. And we were exposed to a whole lot of other things then. There was colonialism and then there was technology and now it gave us access to the world. And and, and it's funny because now the, all of that, what, what we've done as black people, um, is now trending in the world, you know. So it means we were centuries ahead of the world.
0: Mm. You know, we were
1: <laughs> far ahead. We were mm. so ahead that it looked as if we were backwards. Yes. You know, um, so it, it, that I think talks to how far and how real, you know, some of our artworks are and, and, and some of our practices are.
0: So they basically transcend time.
1: They transcend time. Maybe we do have certain objects that we respect and don't use and put them as as Mm. objects that decorate a space or, but um, that does not take away from the actual objects being of value, you know. Um, So I do not see rock art, for example, as primitive, you know, Um, Mm. it, it just lays a foundation. It reflects the times. You know you were told stories by your parents and whatnot what happened mm-hmm. and, but you know your struggles right now reflect that you know um mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that you have a better opinion of you know yes. it's your times um i'm not saying those things were not important and they don't carry through today but you will meet them as you speak about your issues you will meet all those other issues you know because they they are, they, they come together in your time
0: so as as you speak also about the the government support. Uh, Government has, has created an initiative to decolonize the artscape in South Africa from 2001 as I've seen the policy of Department of Arts and Culture. So what they've done is to try and create more diversity and Inclusiveness in, in in the in the management of museums in South Africa, they initiated the flagship uh, programs such as Iziko ditsung as well. I think for the northern part of South Africa, ditsung is the main management company for museums in South Africa. How has that assisted you through TEx and uh, TCS as uh, and also how has it assisted you as a as an artist? To have your works be part of the history that is preserved in museums, or support given to artists in South Africa through maybe galleries in the artscape.
1: Um. Firstly, it's it's, it's important. It's important we have those spaces. You know? mm. However, I do feel that Shema, our government is doing the minimal. You know, they are not doing as much as they could. Mm. Why have those two institutions after '94? They should, we should be running at 15 by now. So at times, it, it, it depends what we, we serve, you know, when we want to, when the government wants to look good, we are the golden economy, contribute so much to the economy. When lockdown happens, funding mm. is scarce, yeah. you know, support is scarce. So I am happy that we have those two institutions, but really, you know, um, we could have more. Mm. And uh, with Ricasso support, so much red tape, you know there is so much red tape that uh, creatives have to go through and loops that they need to jump you know to 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 be heard something as simple as a replying to my email i send you an email and then just acknowledge i've received your email i will reply to you in in such and such a date <sighs> talking to the uh, department of arts sports arts and culture in fact even that name Jay, that we are banded with sports mm. you know tells you a lot that we, we, we don't mean much you know um we have a month heritage month nothing much happens except as mm. a life and though you know people are not giving those opportunities to actually express themselves and we don't see for example i would definitely love to see all government offices decorated with african art, south african mm. produced art right. i think there should be even an act where hey we change a minister change the artworks in the in their offices. Yes. You know to support the artists, you know, to support them, and, and to make sure that their work is reflected in important spaces.
0: I think also in in terms of creating that thing that 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 appreciation to understand that it's an investment. Yes. Artwork grows in terms of monetary value. Yes. Uh, now, with the impact of COVID nineteen, because we're placing so much emphasis on it. Besides that, it has shifted. The normalcy that we know yes. as people. Um, you, you are forced to cancel prob- some programs yes. that you had in place this year so can you give us uh, uh, an outlook as to what those programs are about and how they could have contributed towards uh, your main goal of the arts company Soweto and uh, Boom Collective?
1: Um, the, no, the most notable one was the school um holiday program Mm -hmm. um that it means they are creatives or artists out there young emerging artists who did not get the education they could have got this year they have the opportunity to learn you know so that is is out the window Mm -hmm. and when when those young emerging artists are not supported like that their schools are not supported you know their parents are not supported you know their teachers are not supported so a whole lot of community a whole community was Thrown out, you know, uh, because of that. Um, we have an independent uh, show we called uh, the Art Weekend, you know, um, mm-hmm. where we showcase uh, works done in the studio by s- established and uh, artists who come into the studio and work. So, a selling opportunity, a work to show, an opportunity to showcase work was was you know shifted aside. Um, with with. Covid happening, uh, it it did ask us to relook at our business, relook at our approach, and it presented some opportunities. You know, mm. um, you can only take so much online. You know, uh, for example, I want to teach printmaking online. However, some of the ideas and projects they need a press, a, a physical mm. working machine. You know, and these students cannot even afford to to buy paper, let alone a, a machine. You know. You know, so that speaks to access to information. You know, they were they, they denied information again. However, they, they, the opportunities are that now we have access to social media, you know, we have access to the world. We, during lockdown, actually, one, when we were disappointed and just, you know, going through the emotions, we, we, we picked ourselves up and we noticed that actually there were opportunities to do some things online. And funny enough, we connected more with international organizations and people than we've ever had, you know, uh, in the past. So it forced us and gave us new opportunities to to actually look at things. Uh, I was talking to my partner, Tabo, that actually, um, now now that we seemingly, you know, leaving lockdown and and COVID behind, um, we need to take some of those lessons that we learned and implement the idea that now we're not just only catering locals, um, there are people international who are watching us, you mm-hmm. know, who are interested in some of the things that we're doing. So then they would love to experience these shows. So take it online as well. Mm-hmm. That has forced us to, you know, relook at ourselves, our skill sets. Um, you know, all those game things I think they they force us to, to grow, you know, to adapt and grow.
0: So as as you speak now, a question just comes through. Um, it's seeping its way through. It's in terms of the international acknowledgement of local artists as compared to the local acknowledgement of artists how has that impacted your perceptions on the art industry as a whole because in South Africa yes there are those challenges of education but let's also understand that besides that those aspects let's look at why is it when somebody goes overseas and gets acknowledged as an artist how or how has that shifted your opinion and understanding of the artscape on an international scale as compared to the local one?
1: It has been a pad on the back, you know, it has been that it it has been a confirmation that what we're doing matters. What happened is that we we did, we participated during the lockdown, we actually participated in an international biennale, print biennale you know, mm. and when people saw my partner's work, for example, Omzeki's work, they they were like, we didn't even know that South Africa is producing such such great um, work. Mm. You know, we didn't even think they were printmakers in South Africa. You know, mm. so we were they were impressed, so impressed that they used some of his work in a classroom situation. They were teaching their kids using a South African art, contemporary South African artist mm. work, which is. It doesn't happen here, you know, it will take you dying or being very <laughs> famous for your work to be used mm. in the classroom situation, you know, which is very amazing that something like that we have to be acknowledged outside first before we are welcomed Please. here at home. Mm. Um, it's the reason why I think that's, that's the reason why sometimes our artists die sad and, and broke. So I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you Know with time, this will things will change. I, I'm, I'm trying to instill this to, to my learners that you matter, whatever mm-hmm. you do, trust me, it's important. Someone, you know, will see it one day, and I hope yes. it's a local. Who sees so, it you too.
0: see value, they must see value in their yes. work, yes. and therefore, other people will see value yes. in, the, in what they've produced. Basically, yes. uh, a week ago, you had a three day workshop, yes. and um. On lino cutting and entrepreneurship in yes. partnership with the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture, yes. as well as the fine artist Maria Paula De Andrea. Yes. So, can you tell us a little bit about the workshop and the, re- the reason behind its inception?
1: Um, it's a continuation, actually, uh, mm-hmm. from what we've been doing. You know, so we created an opportunity for for artists to. To merge the two, because we've seen how important it is, you know. So that's what I'm trying to push and um, impress. I like, uh, 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 on on our learners that guys, you need to start thinking of yourself as a business, a creative business. Mm. You know, you have something to offer the world. Yes, you might not be good in accounting. You're not a number a number cruncher. It's fine. You know, you'll hire someone who does that. Mm. You know. Um, amazing entrepreneurs start off with just that passion, so the entrepreneurial aspect came in, in, that, in, that, in, that, regard. in that regard, you know, mm. um, where they learned, you know, we were taught how to take yourself as a business, because at the end of the day, you pay X. you know, as long as you develop the product and the market, trust me, mm. you'll find lawyers, you'll find um, accountants, professional people to actually assist you in your business. You'll create jobs. you create jobs.